from the collection Wild is the Wind, Brothers in Arms by Carl Phillips. The sea was one thing once, the field another. Either way, something got crossed or didn't. Who's to say about happiness? Whatever country, I mean, were inconceivable was a word like any other less lies far behind me now. I've learned to spare what's failing if it can keep what's living alive still, maybe just a while longer. Ghost bamboo that the birds nest in, for example, not noticing the leaves, color of surrender, color of poverty, as I used to imagine it when I myself was poor but had no idea of it. I've always thought gratitude's the one correct response to having been made, however painfully, to see this life more up close. The higher gods, having long refused me, let the gods deemed lesser do the best they can. So a friend I somewhere here along the way lost hold of used to drunkenly announce, usually just before passing out. I think he actually believed that stuff. He must surely by now be dead. There's a rumored, humbling effect to loss that I bear no trace of. It's not loss that humbles me. What used to look like memory, clouds for hours breaking, gathering, then breaking up again, lately seems instead like a dance, one of those slower, too complicated numbers I never had much time for. Not knowing exactly what it's come to is so much different from understanding that it's come to nothing. Why is it then, each day, they feel more the same? everybody, welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain and more curious life. I am Scott. And I am Macy. Welcome to episode number 75. Oh, it's an Enneagram oh, episode. We did. Drum roll. I was maybe going to do Reverse drum, drum roll. roll. Oh, well, <laughs> you guys have already probably heard the poem and the lighting of the candles, mm-hmm. everybody, for our 75th episode, which 75 feels like a big... What is it, like a silver anniversary (laughs) or something? What is it, 75? I feel like it's more than silver. Well, I think 25 is is a silver, right? And 50 is gold or something? I have no idea. I have no idea. 75 is platinum? (laughs) But that's like, (laughs) I don't know if that's uh, how it works with like weekly podcasting. (laughs) Anywho, everybody. What is it? What's the significance of this episode? 75. It's 75. I've lit 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 nine candles. In honor of tonight's episode, it's an Enneagram episode. 
Titles Enneagram go. Hot Takes. Hot yeah. Takes? Yeah. Enneagram Hot Takes. Enneagram Hot Takes. That's a good title. I think it's clickable. I think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think people would want to hear those hot takes. Yeah, which you know? hot takes are about to happen. Should we explain that? You better deliver. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big that's a big promise. People are gonna be like, those are some cold takes. <laughs> well, I already can sense I'm like, I've lit the candles. I also want to remember like this is going to be one of my hot takes, but I'm like, this is a sacred spiritual thing. Oh, like, I also like want to honor the spiritual place that is discussing uh, the Enneagram. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I mean, people should know that we have created an atmosphere here and we've tried to explain it to you. So hopefully you feel like we are taking this seriously, but also playfully. Try to relax oh, our egos. Uh, Try to also relax. utilize those egos a little bit. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Um, okay. So, you know, last, last year, as we were heading and resetting, like mm-hmm. we do Enneagram episodes every five episodes, everybody, if you're listening for the first time. And I think as we, we finished off our ninth, we did, like we did the nine. Yep. And, and then, then you and I were both like, we're just going to, we're not going to do the numbers anymore. We're going to go off and do these yeah. kind of episodes, like yeah. hot takes. And we're going to talk about variants and we're going to talk about repressed centers. And, ooh, ooh, ooh. But we didn't really. We kind of went back to the numbers, mm-hmm. which has been so fun. And we're still going to keep doing that. We are. But this is sort of the, this is sort of the idea we had that we haven't been doing. I wonder if we do, <laughs> just thinking a lot, like Enneagram, like about like every five, but like. It's interview and then every other is some other like Enneagram topic. Yep, yep. yep. Um, now, in terms of hot takes, part of the journey this week was not being able to land on a particular theme for the Enneagram because we are currently so flooded with so many hot takes. I, yeah, I think that's it. I just had so many things I'm like, but I know I'm going to want to talk about this and I want to talk about that. And I don't feel... I'm like, if we were to sit down and do a produced Enneagram episode, mm-hmm. that would be one thing because then I would just go all in on how I've, uh, I already have so many thoughts in my brain, mm. but I knew we couldn't, we weren't at the point to be like, let's do a full, like us explaining the Enneagram episode. But I feel like I wouldn't have as many hot takes if I had that content out there. Ah, if that you just want to be unleashed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unreserved. Unreserved. Not overthinking it. Just, just going all in. Yeah. Okay. Well. I think we're just going to go. Yeah, let's just do it. No, that's what you're getting into tonight. We're not going to take a break. No music. Here we go. Well, yeah. Okay. Can I? Uh, yeah, here we One, go. two, three, go. Hot takes. <laughs> I know. All of a sudden I was like, is this a race? <laughs> um, I think in the between my, like, I'm going to have a lot of opinions. And then I think, honestly, okay. I'm, not gonna, I'm just going to get go. into it. Okay. <laughs> do you do you have a, a direction you want to start with? Yeah. Because I have questions for you, but I guess you'll just start. Well, we'll I just want to say that this past week has been very interesting as we've been kind of thinking about this topic because I have a lot of opinions around the Enneagram. Mm. And I think my opinions have also exposed part of myself because I think I can easily judge something and be opinionated on something. And I think often what I'm judging something of is something I also am wanting to, like I'm projecting what I want to judge on myself. Ooh. If that makes sense. One um, of your favorite phrases. If that makes sense. And I always want to honor that question. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, yes, it makes sense. And uh, very rarely, but sometimes I have said, no, that does not make sense. <laughs> um, I can see myself being judgy because we just, I don't know. I just have a tendency to be judgy maybe. And sometimes I'm like, Am I judging those people or am I just ex- judging myself and not knowing how to do that? 
Oh, the loop. So, the, the, so all my hot takes, I'm also going to be like, I'm, I hope you all know I'm also throwing that dagger towards myself. Mm. And that's what this week has also been. I think a little bit of this stuff is a little bit like inception. You just go deeper and deeper and around oh, and around and you're yes. like, wait, 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 yes. how did I get here? I'm judging them, but it's actually me judging myself and I'm projecting it onto them and I'm also interjecting, yeah. I'm swallowing their emotions, <laughs> and I'm splitting it and I'm also doing a reaction formation. <laughs> Wait, what is happening? It's real. It's real. Okay. So should I just go in on an initial hot take? Maybe yeah. we should go back and forth on hot takes. Mm, yes. Yes. Well, yeah. And then maybe we'll just do breaks to, to keep you guys. I don't know if you care about this, but if you're <laughs> listening, I think the personal, my, my personal take on why we do breaks is to give your ears a, a, just a small little break. And I think it also, in my opinion, hopefully you, you sense this as I'm saying it, it, it says that we're in control and present and hosting. We're like, <laughs> we're not just completely rambling. It's, it shows that I've edited it. It shows that we're, <laughs> we're not asleep there. at the wheel. You know, it's like, what are these people doing? They're just talking. I'm like, oh, no, we know what we're doing. We're coming back with this. There's some more, a little bit of organization. <laughs> Um, so I don't know. Maybe we'll take breaks every now and then. Okay. Okay. Hot take number one, uh, Macy Mooney. Initial hot take. Okay. I think my... The thing that I would like to share most that has been something... Okay, so I got introduced to the Enneagram three years ago, four years mm-hmm. ago. And I think the Enneagram... My hot take is that the Enneagram gets intellectualized way more than anything else and we're over intellectualizing the enneagram and we're forgetting the embodiment of the enneagram okay okay now that's now, my hot let take. me set up this hot take by <laughs> saying something here don't entirely know what you're talking about <laughs> so i'm excited for you to hear to hear this uh also if there's a person in the world that's guilty of over intellectualizing <laughs> it's me so i'm a good audience for this because yeah. in my head, in my mind right now, it's only in my head. Really. Right. I mean, there's some embodiment. I've been doing yoga, so there is some embodiment. But um, also, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, you show these pictures and you post these pictures <laughs> and you talk about the movement. And I'm like, wow, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, I mean, not like I'm thinking you're talking nonsense. I no, just am not. I it's think not. you've read some things. Hold on. Embodiment. Here okay. we go. Um, <clears throat> Too intellectualized. Yes. Okay. Let me try and explain this. And again, I would like to say that maybe I'm also these, I think I'm speaking to myself, like in my initial two years with the Enneagram, I was intellectualizing the Enneagram. And I feel like in the past, maybe six months, I through doing a, like a specific practice of meditation and like yoga, like legitimately feel like it's pointed every single thing that the Enneagram has taught me in a completely different light. And it, it, you have figured out the Enneagram and you are here to tell us. I've not figured out the Enneagram. You're coming from a place of professionalism. You, you, you have a, what is it? Not, not professionalism expertise. You have figured it out. And now you want to tell everybody how to do it. <laughs> That's the spirit of how you're approaching this. <laughs> you can't handle that. No, no, I'm very humble. You're talking to yourself too. You're learning. You're on the okay. journey. We're all on the journey together. Okay, so I. Okay, give me a second to collect my thoughts. 
I think that. Okay, so like, what does it mean? Like, what is like, what are people what doing in that of, picture? In the picture the, of yeah, doing the dance from uh, okay, space so to space. I think wait, the Enneagram is a tool for self awareness, and it's a tool to help relax your ego. So I think that this is something that's been an important word for me to hold on to and something that's shifted in how I see the Enneagram and how like I see the work moving forward for my journey and it's this idea of allowing my ego to relax and I experience my ego relaxing after a certain movement that is quote unquote yoga, but it's more of like a movement and breathing that allows me to experience the state of what my ego can be relaxed Mm -hmm. in order to then help me like live into that. Like the Enneagram and like, I'll read this specific passage from the wisdom. It was all theoretical until I started doing a practice where I could actually experience something where I did just let myself be my essence and like have these brief moments of that without that. The Enneagram is just words. It feels like, does that make sense? I knew you're going to say it and it does. It is making sense. I am tracking. Yeah. A practice. I mean, a practice. I do think. Yep. Well, and also I just think, I am very far from an Enneagram expert and I have honestly mostly skimmed a lot of Enneagram books, not actually like read all of all that they have to offer. But as I look through all a lot of Enneagram books, as I look through all the teachers of the Enneagram, I'm drawn to like a few certain voices. And so this is me like kind of like, yeah, this is me naming (laughs) my like lens that I'm drawn toward, like my spirit and my soul is. And it is Gurchev who originally introduced the Enneagram alongside and essentially tied to these sacred dances that speak to the Enneagram and speak to this greater cosmic understanding, like the symbol of the Enneagram. All of those things are so linked into these like dances that people would perform and the amount of I don't, I don't know, meditative presence and like relaxing to get into these movements and be one with a group of people like allowed them to experience. I, I feel like the relaxing of their ego. So I'm like, I, I don't know. These are, you know, you know, and you're saying it. And if anybody is interested, I'm pretty sure you can just Google this stuff. We'll probably put it in our show notes. Everybody, we do have show notes. Macy works hard on the show notes every week. They're high quality, top notch, (laughs) helpful show notes. So check those out. But, uh, yeah, no, these dances are out there. You can see them. I, I will post them. Yeah. I, like, this is... I Now, this is a difference between you and me, probably a difference in our personality, a difference in our Enneagram. Uh, I, I can see it through your eyes. I can see it through your eyes and say, yes, I can see how Macy would like this. Yes. Oh, and I can even see how it could be beautiful. Also... I'm bored <laughs> by watching those dances. I think that's it. And I though. can picture you being like, whoa, wow. But yeah, you're saying it's relaxing the ego. Like, like I mean, you, you got to get lost. Like, I don't, I feel like I am coming across as. You're making sense. No, I know. Going. But more than anything, like, y'all, I started, I was afraid of doing any kind of meditative 
yogic breathing practice for a long time. It yeah, was something dude, I you was, should. Everybody should know that because that's been my thing with you. Like, I was telling you that you should do yoga, and you were like, "Heck no!" Right? Okay. I am not breathing. I am not doing those movements. I am not going to yoga. You know. I know. Right? So, am I right? Am well, I okay. There's. A, <laughs> There's some nuance to that. I, there's story. some a lot of nuance to that, but yes, like for me, a huge, uh, a part of my life has been dealing with panic that is specifically linked towards breathing and like fear of hyperventilating, and then like making like having myself to hyperventilate be like through the fear. So like yoga. I wasn't being sensitive either. I- well, no. Trying to banter. <laughs> I know. We never can banter. Um, yoga was something that was like a big, large, scary thing to me because so much of it was consciously breathing. But I found this. I like finally was like, I think I'm ready for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I think part of what drew me was knowing that I literally was like, I think that this is a huge aspect that would help, like is a part of this journey towards not like attaining all self-awareness, but like on the journey towards self-awareness is having some kind of meditative breathing practice. And I found this through a specific, like a specific kind of yoga, which is Kundalini, which is specifically like breathing and meditative, like focused. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And I just like, I can't emphasize it enough in terms of, the effect it can have and like it feels like cross training for the Enneagram or like a necessary part of it. Like they're, they are in relation and it, they'll speak into each other. Like the Enneagram has spoken into my practice and yoga and vice versa. Like it's been a very, um, like beautiful relationship. Yeah. This is where I'd want to pass the mic to somebody like if they were in the room and just pass the mic to somebody that does this, like Abby Robbins. Yeah. You know, and, and hear them go all in on this. Cause I think you're, you're there, you're experiencing it. Yeah. But to your point, like you don't teach it and you're on the surface of it and it is making sense, but I bet somebody could like say it in a way where we'd be like that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's not like you're not being inarticulate, but it's like you're at the beginning of that journey. It seems like, Mm -hmm. And I, but I, I also see like, I, I know what you're saying. I totally know what you're saying. In terms of yoga, like just to be specific, yoga, but you can, there's, there's these dances and the embodiment element is making sense to me. And this is me saying, not having said this before. So I'm not, that's why I'm saying it'd be nice to have somebody that knows, but like, it does seem like feeling it and moving with it. Not only one as a metaphor, mm-hmm. one as a metaphor, because you're 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 seeing what it what it may be happening in your mind, yeah, you know, and what you're wanting to happen in your mind, yeah. Um, but it's also communal. Mm-hmm. That's embodiment, and um, it's also sensation. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we're just dancing around this right now. Well, <laughs> no, and I think that even just hearing you say that, it makes me think of how that's the work of. If we're going to need to talk about ego, which is where essentially are with the Enneagram, like to see ourselves outside of our ego, like doing something that gets us in touch with our bodies allows us to see ourselves in our more holistic sense and our more like a 
a wholer way, mm-hmm. which is like I sometimes, and I think this is maybe my like four wing five ness is that I also have a tendency when I'm thinking about the Enneagram to just go intellect into intellectualizing it and feeling like I want to research it and observe it and mm-hmm. I can get lost and stuck in the observing. It? Yeah. But it's like the it can't just stay there. Like for me, like it has to move into also experience. Mm. Um this is this is the, this is the problem with me with a hot take. I knew this hot it's take would really, like, eventually melt and... into me being like hot takes. Whoa! I, I just think okay, and this is the... uh, this is my personality. <laughs> I like if something. Are you in your ego right now? <laughs> I'm always in my ego. Although maybe you know I I not always, but do corpse pose, 90, meditate, and 9, then come back. Twenty five percent. Okay, I also I. And like you need to come to this yoga that I go to. I know to someday because there's a part of it that is literally like a twenty to sometimes thirty minute part with like a mm. gong, and Ooh, it I is like, like you lie down and it is like a deep rest place. I'm also scared, and it's like you're also scared. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is built into it to relax, um, and like. That's just that's just been a very important word for me. I think um, this is a good hot take because because we're spending a lot of time in these books, researching these episodes, and then we're out here on Instagram, so we're mm-hmm. seeing a lot of like just sort of. It's I I have I have a I have an opinion about Instagram. I'm fine with it, but I guess because in terms of my. Self, I'm putting in other research. I don't rely on Instagram to tell me what the Enneagram right, is. Right, right. So I'm not like, oh, but maybe other people are just relying on Instagram. All that I to think say, a lot of not relying is it's just showing up in their face. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we need to get we need to get out of our screens and out of our books and into into our bodies and in our minds. You know, not just talking about it, mm-hmm. sitting around talking, 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 talking. I mean. My hot take will be about um, mindfulness, so it's similar. Yeah, you know, hot takes. <laughs> These are the most boring hot takes. <laughs> oh God! Already, I feel wild uh, about my explanation of my hot take. No, it's good. It, I really understand what you're saying. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to like playfully go in on like this Instagram stuff? Because you're just like yeah. over it. I am over in it in a lot of ways. Yeah, and I, I feel like to a certain extent you've been posting on Instagram <laughs> to beat me to <laughs> posting a, an Enneagram meme. You're like, no, 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 here comes the white slide. Not it's today. It's Not today. True. <laughs> um, Got him. <laughs> beat him to it. Um, <laughs> and I do feel that way too. I'm like, yeah, beat me to it. <laughs> but in a good way because I'm like, that was a good post. Yeah, but. But I'm also like, I want to post my. Enneagram. I'm going to post one that's going to get 700 likes. Okay, so here's. Yeah. Yeah, okay. 700 compared to 30 or <laughs> Here, and this is what frustrates me. Oh, mm. people frustrate me sometimes. Okay. Let's just post a video of you doing yoga, <laughs> and it will get... <laughs> no, okay. What? <laughs> My hot take is... Oh. <laughs> what is the hot take? What is it? <laughs> Oh, here it comes. I'm just like, (laughs) I am slightly annoyed by Instagram 
Enneagram yeah, and yeah, social yeah. media Enneagram. Yeah. Like it frustrates me and it's annoying to me. Mm. And yet I'm also participating in it. Right. So I don't know how to do that. And I'm participating in it through the capacity of no small thing. Mm-hmm. And because you have a co-host that is obsessed with <laughs> posting <laughs> Enneagram slides. No, uh, I don't know. It's a complicated thing because it's, we post something with Enneagram and it gets a ridiculous amount of likes, but it's something that I'm like, is this even a way in which we should be talking about the Enneagram through this media? Like, I'm just questioning it. I but think also it gets us new followers, so I, I'm right. selling out in order to get new followers. Right, and I, like, don't <laughs> want to be a seller. And also, like... I'm trying, I'm, to, I'm trying to move into three. I'm trying to pretend what it would be like to be a three on Instagram. I'm trying to get integrated out of my number. <laughs> Do you want to banter about that? I don't want you to use that as an excuse for doing something that, like, uh. the Enneagram used to be something that was, like, passed through, like, community with care, and it was, like, brought into community with a lot more understanding of the movement, understanding of the nature of the Enneagram and a lot more attention towards that rather than necessarily these like memeified personification of characters. Mm -hmm. Like the Enneagram is about, in my opinion, less and the Enneagram work is less about the actual specific character structures and more about the symbol and the Enneagram and the movement that represent like all that comes with that. It's like a, it's a greater thing. So when, when it becomes this thing that's then like commodified into these nine personality types that then it just, it's, it's reducing something. And I wonder, I don't, I don't know if it's something I necessarily feel very comfortable reducing in that way. So it's the energy we're going to bring to any topic. It's like the same thing we talk, we, we talk about Christianity or the Bible or anything, you know, it's like. It's. I think it's a broader problem. It's obviously doesn't just apply to the enneagram. It's like memes, yeah, social media, oversimplifying the news. You know, the yeah. news will take a complicated topic and turn it into a headline, right? You know, and it's like, well, there's a lot more nuance here that's not being covered, and people don't have the attention spans to get into it. And I know this is the this is the stage of this podcast when it's possible that we sound pretentious. And yeah. nobody's ever actually accused us of that, but like I think I'm paranoid. Um, but um, maybe we're just cautious. We w- we want to look at it from all angles. Well, I mean, we've been posting them. Like, I think that's the thing is I'm I'm judging it, and yet I'm also it's more it's maybe less. I I'm could judging do hot it. takes on your hot take, but. I what are your hot takes on my hot take? I well, want to hear your hot takes on I, my hot take. <laughs> <laughs> we're, uh, we're wrapping up this section of this hot take. But <laughs> <laughs> we have more hot takes to get to. I know. This is um, uh, I do think the ones that I choose to post are more less memey and more thoughtful. And, and, and like I told you in, in person, we're, we're in person too currently, but um, they're, they seem in the spirit of the charts that were useful for me in the wisdom of the Enneagram. Yeah. Something that are helping you think through the numbers. Now, some of them are a little playful. 
And honestly, like, dude, the memes today. I don't know if you saw. Did you see the one I posted about the trumpet with the boy playing? That the was trumpet? so funny. Oh, I know. I that's know. What okay, I laugh about. I mean, of course, the- it's deeper than that. But like, it was so funny too because my wife, like, I came downstairs before I came here, and she was like, "Oh my gosh, that Enneagram Five. It's she's like, so that's accurate. Me, I'm the girl, and you're that trumpet player." And she was telling me this, like, "This is what it's like to be married to you." Just like, <laughs> it's like, please. You know, and I'm like, put up three weeks of learning. <laughs> oh, okay. I think you're not wrong. I think I'm. <sighs> I, I know what your concern is. You have a concern that it's it's going to be merely that. Right. Yeah. And I, I just don't know what people are. Like, I think it's frustrating. Like, it does expose it when, like, we post something that's, like, the nine like sentences of the Enneagram and then I post something like a quote that is like, in my opinion, more what the Enneagram is about. Oh, and totally. it gets well, like Victor so few likes. That, that one's doing well. That one's trending uh, on social media. It, right it, it exposes and shows like where, what people are paying attention to. And I'm like, oh, like I see if I'm going to be contributing to the Enneagram, like I want to be contributing to like, offering the thing that's mm. not taking up all the space. Okay, now, th- what you just said, though, is is now in, in the realm of a hot take, I think. <laughs> because what you're essentially doing is calling out people that are liking these freaking Instagram posts. <laughs> you're like, okay, 700 likes for this trash, right? and I post this freaking Victor Frankl quote, right. and it's 40 <laughs> likes. <laughs> and I post this picture of the dance, and yeah, nobody yeah. cares. Yeah, we were like, oh, the dance, blah, blah, blah. Give me, give me some... <laughs> Some Give me some trash. quick thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. No, that's legit. That's a good hot take. <laughs> took a while to get there. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know. I just, I also, I'm still unsure if I like us posting those things. Also, just I know, because it's I tough. think. We're partners. Thank you. It's <laughs> tough. We are partners. Uh, what do we do? How, how do we partner in this? Individuated, <laughs> but a team. Oh yeah, my! My dumb partner posted another this. freaking meme today. <laughs> oh, there it is. I just think I. I know. liked. I lost my epiphany. I know. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "There's more white things out there yeah. than enneagrams." Yeah. Um, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to be on your toes. <laughs> or you're gonna, you gotta race to that. <laughs> Wake up early. Drink your coffee and and post. <laughs> Um, oh goodness. I just, okay. I also know people who have, because of those kinds of things, it made understanding their number and understanding the Enneagram a a different journey than it needed to be, if that makes sense. It does make sense. Oh, I really do have that. I like that. That That is your, that's your catchphrase. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've said that like my whole life. Yeah. Um, but in our relationship, I'm always like, I will stop you and tell you if it's not making sense. Yeah. But I like the check-in, too. <laughs> I know it's true for people that I know that the memes have can sometimes make it easier and sometimes maybe support the kind of Enneagram culture around, like, just typing someone based off of Boxing somebody. some random, like, some random visual thing and then it I, it seems like it could it partners alongside like Enneagram as in like at this like 
dinner party. Oh, the Enneagram. And it's like, oh, I know these things. And it's. <laughs> I know. I know. I have lots of thoughts, but you're right. You're also right. Yeah. I, a, <sighs> I just, I'm like, it's such a, it's, it's, it's up such to other, a deeper It's up thing. to everybody like, else to go deeper. I know, I know. This is the ultimate four wing five. We have to be as deep as we can about this. I think we should take a break. Yep, I think so too, too. And I'll come in with a hot take, Mm -hmm. which will be not so much of a hot take, but we'll try to make it a hot take. Um, So when we come back, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. When we come back, if you're interested, this is a no no small thing vibe. I've, I've read this week a book called Mind Hacking. Oh, here we go. It's really prevalent in my mind. So I'll try to give a hot take about how I feel like mind hacking absolutely works with the Enneagram. Yes. When we come back. Hey, y'all. Macy here interrupting you very briefly to invite and encourage you all to give no small thing a reading and review because it goes a long way and if you like this podcast and you've made it this far then you at least maybe like us a little bit or have thoughts and opinions about us so if you do we are pleading slash asking slash encouraging you all to give us a rating review Um, a recent one that was super fun was by Bodie's girl uh, titled good people good convos good I can't see the rest. And they wrote, just a really nice way to hear some interesting and careful thoughts about lots of different topics. I'm a firm believer that curiosity is compassion, and these two seem to have it in spades. I also agree that curiosity is compassion, and that was a very well-worded review. Um, Also, y'all, sometimes we get some funny, interesting reviews. The most recent one was titled, My Review of the No Small Thing Podcast. Three out of five stars, and... All they wrote was, it's okay. So if you have more thoughts than just it's okay or other opinions, we would love to hear them. Um, If you have a one out of five star review, please let us know. If you have a five out of five, that's also awesome. So head over there. That would be cool. Um, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of our hot takes, a.k.a. just our ramblings and thoughts about the Enneagram. All right. Catch you later. Scott's got a hot take. Okay, a hot take. I like that we're calling it hot takes. I mean, whatever that means, this isn't really a hot take. I really feel like a true hot take is like I got I got a big, brash, ranty thing to, an axe to grind, essentially. And right. I'm gonna, here I come with my big, and I don't. Mm-hmm. I have more of like a, something I learned this week <laughs> that we're titling a hot take. <laughs> this, is, this is us trying to do something like a hot take segment. I read a book. Actually, this is when the first time. Actually, I think it's literally the first time I've done an audio book. I did an audio book. Listened goes. to an audio book called Mind Hacking. A whole new now, world for Scott. I've also ordered the book because it has a lot of exercises in it that I want to do. It's supposed to be 21 days to get you into a different state of mind. Now, the whole time I was listening to it, I was thinking about the Enneagram, of course. And I'll try to say a few quick things about one of the things I think it's, it did in my mind was give another level of validation to the Enneagram. Mm hmm. Oh, now that's a hot take or a rant. Just this friggin' 
mental block some folks have with the Enneagram. Huh. <laughs> that might be the best part of the whole podcast tonight. <laughs> Whatever that was. <laughs> you're, you're communicating something with that little noise. Um, so, uh, yeah. Yep. The Enneagram is one of many tools and maps. It's just a tool. So People think we're trying to like control them with this thing. It's a tool. It's all it yeah, is. Yeah, but yeah. if someone's going to not like it, that's fine. There's that's, so that's many totally other fine. things out there. Yeah. So with mind hacking, I'll just try to sum up a little bit what I was saying, but this guy who wrote the book, John Hartgrove, I think is his name, and he uses a lot of computer programming metaphors and... I don't know anything about computer programming, but I was pretty tracking with what he's talking about. Yeah. So he's, it's called mind hack. So you're trying to hack your mind. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the things he was saying is rooted in science and aligns perfectly with what we talk about in the Enneagram. Hmm. And so much of it was, I'm using a different word than he would use, but it was like the sense of cultivating awareness. Mm -hmm. And, um, so here's one of the things that he would say. He talks about watching a movie like Lord of the Rings and you're trying to be watching it as sort of a critic. Oh, here's the music they've chosen. Look at these actors. Look at this scene decision they made. And he said, without being able to even help it, all of a sudden you're immersed in the story. And you're like, wait, what happened? I'm right. in the story. Right. I'm just watching. He said, that's what happens with our minds. We're trying to pay attention, hmm. but we have these addictive patterns that's like watching a movie. You just get lost. And now mm. you're in the movie. Hmm. And that's what he keeps saying in the, in the book. He's like, you're in the movie. Get out of the movie. Like, you, you can bring yourself back into awareness and observe it instead of getting lost in it. I already can. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, so, so a, lot of, a lot of the book is about mindfulness and all this stuff. But one of the things I really love that I also think really syncs up with the Enneagram in terms of hacking, again, don't know anything about hacking, but the way he described it was this sort of open source thing. Mm -hmm. So he just describes this, this story, and I don't know anything about this again, so I'm not going to give the right details, but mm -hmm. here's my takeaway, is that there was a printer that um, a, a really genius sort of computer guy looked at the plans and sort of hacked his way into the printer and, and reprogrammed it for the office and stuff like that. Hmm. And uh, it came with this essentially the open source code of the printer so that one could do that. Okay. Then people found out they were doing that so they wouldn't allow it. And he got really mad. So he essentially created a movement where it's like everything. What would he code the printer to do? Oh, 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 oh. Don't even ask me. I don't know what the heck they're talking about. Okay, okay. It's like essentially saying um, if the printer was not working or like out of paper, it would send a message to the person that gave the command that the printer was out of paper so that the person that sent the command would now be responsible for refilling the paper. Because sometimes okay. he would come and try to print something and be out of paper. And it's like, this shouldn't be my responsibility, the person that used up the paper. Oh, I see. So if you're the person that did a big job and it's out of paper, it sends you the message to your computer, print out of paper. So I mean, I, it's, this is boring stuff, but people think about this. So, so everything for him was open source. So he said this book is open source, meaning 
mind hacking is for everybody. We're all going to share our experiences and our information and our coding and our, like, this is an open source thing. And I feel like it's perfectly, I was like, that's the Enneagram. It's Hmm. like, we're all out here sharing our findings with each other. Right. You know, and, and, uh, to a certain extent, it, it, it's not necessarily a counter to your hot take, but there is something pretty cool about everybody talking about it and being and, and openly sharing their findings. You know, the more stories we hear, the more podcasts we hear, like for us and people hearing McKaylee, people hearing Katie, people hearing Daniel. Yeah. These are real life nine, sixes, twos, everybody out here talking and sharing their findings. Yeah. So that's what he was like. He's like, when it comes to mind hacking, this is an open source platform. Everybody is is sort of experimenting on themselves. Yeah. Everybody's sharing their takeaways. There's no secret knowledge, you know, anymore. It's mm-hmm. it's open for everybody now. Hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I so guess, are you gonna do like the is it like 21 days of like thought uh, like exercises basically? Yeah, I mean, so much so much of what he was talking about is like. It is exactly the Enneagram of it getting out of your ego. Yeah. Um, so much of it is like this, this thing of like getting out of the movie, but, um, so much of it was, you and I have talked about this before and we'll probably do an episode on this someday, but Charles Duhigg wrote this book called the power of habit. And so it's in concert a lot with this power of habit. Yeah. So he is just, he is just like creating these keystone habits, like starting every day and writing down your intentions, which sounds cheesy, but it's like, that's part of the, the thing you're supposed to do hmm. and then see, and then pay checking pay in with how like your you, intentions are like you're living into your intentions. Yeah. Interesting. Um, gosh, you're already even just, <laughs> uh, I have a lot of thoughts. It added a lot of science to the Enneagram, mm-hmm. which we, we don't need necessarily need that. Cause I also think their Enneagram is also fairly spiritual, but spirituality can also sync up with science too. It's not, they just, these things don't yeah, need to be mutually don't, exclusive. They don't need to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had a thought in there. This idea of getting out of your ego, it's a, it's the same it's thing. It's all similar. I think that, oh, man, gosh, I feel like <laughs> I'm this already, even just doing this and me out loud saying some of my hot takes. I'm like, you're right. There is something really essentially beautiful about people hearing this as a tool and even just being interested in the idea that, like, well, at least there's, like, a multitude of ways that people exist and see in the world. Yeah. Like even if people are understanding the Enneagram in a very small way, I shouldn't be judging them for that. I don't, I don't think you're judging them. You have, you have valid concerns. Okay. You're being honest about judging. I think I have concerns and I'm probably doing some <laughs> judging. If I'm being, if, if I'm trying to be honest, which on these Enneagram episodes, I feel like I try to extra excavate my soul. That's good. That's helpful. In and real time, you're watching it happen. <laughs> Some soul excavating is happening. <laughs> um, and I can sense that. I think, like, I think I also can just in my daily get frustrated when just like Enneagram gets brought up and people are like, oh, let me take a test and a quiz. Oh, I know. And it that, is hard. And like people I, I around know. us are doing that. And I'm like, send me the Stop. test. Like, yeah. I will sit down with you for hours and try and explain the Enneagram to you before you take that test, please. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. no, it happened literally yesterday. I have two cousins. One is, I assume, is an eight, one is a self identified four. And they posted a picture of them from like 20 years ago where 
the aggressive, I'll just call it that, the aggressive cousin is hugging the four cousin and the four cousin is very much like cringing and like, ah, oh, this is a lot of energy. And I, and I just titled it a four and an eight. <laughs> and the, the cousin that I think is an eight was like, can you send me a test? And I was like, ah, a test. Yeah. yeah I don't know about tests. Why do you, why yeah. do you need that? I think one of my hot, my, 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 if I was to boil it down, my hot take is I do think the Enneagram while not necessarily like being rooted in science is, is validated by mm-hmm. science or syncs up with science or can work. What do we even mean by science? Like psychology? <sighs> yeah, that's a hard thing too. That's a hard thing to say too. And there's probably a myriad of. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in this book in particular, it's like the idea of brain science. Oh, I see. You know, and the way the mind works and the way people have studied the brain. Yeah. And that's what essentially the Enneagram has already been saying. Yeah. Which is really interesting. Yeah. A lot of times we find that certain spiritual practices have been saying what science is now confirming, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a helpful way for us to encounter ourselves. Yeah. So. Okay. So hey, l- let me end this hot take, unless you want to come out at me with a hot take about my hot take. I don't, I don't take. think I have a hot if take. You, if you, if you, if take? you can, I give you full invitation to interrupt no me. i don't think i have any come hot in hot with a hot take, take. No. about my hot take <laughs> but here here's my final conclusion to this element of the hot take Ooh. what it's what it's done to me so far in mm-hmm. terms of my enneagram work just in this week and, mm-hmm. it, and it's tr- quadruply infinity confirmed tonight mm-hmm. just before we start recording everybody we had emotional times yeah, we had we <laughs> several had a, rounds of emotional. Several times. rounds. I got very sensitive. My feelings got hurt. And I got hurt feelings too. And then later Scott got hurt feelings after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what it's done is I've tried to engage in these practices. Yeah. Um, which is just as so I, I've been doing yoga too. So I've had two or three yoga sessions this week. And then um essentially just this idea of trying to get out of my movie as much as possible. So I'm driving around, I'm running. I've, I've become more aware than ever of how hard it is. Mm-hmm. Once you're trying, once you're actually going about your day, trying to get out of your ego. Yeah. Oh, it's so hard. And I get, let me just say this to somebody that's listening. Like, why do they keep saying ego? Uh, like, here's another way of saying it. Your mental patterns, right? Your, your mental habits, addictions, your mental your... habits. Like the ruts you've the you've ruts. driven for your life, like you, without our even us realizing it, we're li- reliving the same ruts every day. Mm. We don't need to be choosing these ruts. Yeah, and I've said as a joke, in, in sort of a playful way, one of my big things is when I'm trying to be self-deprecating and stuff. Is I, I go on like this long run. So today I went on a 13 mile run, and it's it's typical for me to be like just thinking, 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 thinking. What is this? What is this? What is this? And everybody's like, oh, that's so funny. And to a certain extent, I've really indulged in that. I'm like, right. yeah, that's what I do. I question everything. What's a city? What's a building? What's a... And I'm like, I need to shut that down today. Just be present. Mm-hmm. I'm running. Yeah. I don't need to question at all. Mm-hmm. I can just be here. Yeah. That's, yeah. That was so hard. And it. I kept noticing all over and over again, how much I was getting in the movie. I was like, I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm doing it. I'm reliving a past experience. Hmm. You know, it's like, it's like, um, this is ultimate. This is us freaking 
doing repressed withdrawn types, our orientation to time is to the past. Oh, I know. We're I was watching always this. just thinking and feeling <laughs> about so the past. So That's true. what we're focused on. This mindfulness person said it was time traveling. Hmm. You're time traveling. And I was like, I'm time traveling. Here I go hmm. into the past. It's always in the past for me. Yeah. I'm like this yeah. and this and then this. Right. As we're this. like a three and eight and seven might future trip. Yeah. Like totally. they would be just living in the future. Or, or like <laughs> for me, it's worrying about the future. I, if I ever think about the future, I'm like, nope, let's just dwell in the past. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, today on the run, it, it, I was just like, wow, it's a practice. It's, it's, I mean, I am on a run. We're talking about these physical things. Mm-hmm. Even just the idea of lately, um, I've been way more committed to physical fitness. So like just in the last three weeks, I think I've gotten in to back into shape essentially mm-hmm. from my standards and I've been sleeping better, but it is it's an embodied thing. It's, it's an embodied thing. I and your mind is part of your body. Right, right. It is, but it's like you have to take care of all these components. Yeah. I mean, if anything, the Enneagram as a four has helped me to at least have language and it's like one of those things that I'm, I need to step more into of mm. like taking care of my physical body like mm. I can very much self forget my like actual physical needs whoops <laughs> I think that, uh, yeah I don't know what that is because I because they say that's a, a five thing too fives are like notorious for, for neglecting their bodies hmm. my only thing is like if, if I'm a sexual five hmm I think there's an energy behind it. This is my this is hypothesizing. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're a sexual type, there must be something in your in the background of your brain subconsciously that that means you must do something to maintain some sort of sexual attraction. Oh, you know? interesting. Like I need to is that partially fit. what's driving? If I'm being honest, I, I imagine it is. I mean, it's not like a, a really co- coherent thought. Like, yeah. I yeah. must make myself attractive. But right. I also am very aware that like. There is something driving as and as has always been driving a need to stay a need to stay looking a certain way. Oh, you know? interesting. Yeah. Right. As we're like, if I were to participate in exercise in a more routine, significant way, I don't think very much of the driving factor would be my like physique and look. It would mm-hmm. be honestly mostly for the mental health component <laughs> that it would provide. Which is good. Maybe. I mean, that's, yeah. that's my, like, that's my, yeah. my way. And maybe it, my physique is maybe an underlying subconscious thing. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows anything? Yeah. 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 I, yeah. Okay. Oh, so, uh, so some of that hot take, I will say one final thing is like, as I was listening to this mind hacking thing, I was thinking the Enneagram can fast track some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. The Enneagram can help you get in touch with your ego a little quicker Instead, it seemed a little bit in the mind hacking book that like there was there was a little bit of, of sort of a driftness. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like the Enneagram, once you look at it, can help you pinpoint mm-hmm. the problematic areas. And that's yeah. the thing. It's like yeah. everybody is. It's like if you're a five, you don't have to be everything a five says. It just helps you name some things about yourself. Yeah, That's all it does. I think for me to this is maybe less of a hot take, but more of just like <laughs> a, a thought that I've had in this week of reflection. Is this a hot take or just a thought? <laughs> I need to know before you say it. <laughs> I gotta prepare myself. I've noticed in for the past 
uh, I don't, I couldn't tell you how long. I've done a lot less like podcast listening and reading on just the type four in general. I've like. That's true. I haven't noticed you sending me a lot of stuff lately about that. I like have, there's been like a few things that have been specifically like important for me to pay attention to. And I've just let those be the things I pay Mm. attention to more. And it's been less about this four thing because I think we like maybe part of our pattern and growth could be like some moments of like having the insight that some of the Enneagram like perspective can give us. But then I think for me, like I could get caught up in just continuing to read about my type and being able to see outside of myself by just like reading about it Mm -hmm, and intellectualizing mm it as where it's been good for me to pause and just live and observe with these few specific like things that I know I'm prone to doing. And it's helped me to be, I think it's just been a helpful thing for me. Yes. I've noticed Um, it. I've seen it. Gosh. It's also just like a really big journey. And I think it's, let me take one more. So it's always going to be so much deeper and I'm always going to feel like I'm like just swimming in the shallow end. I feel like, Oh, uh, well, who knows? You may feel like you've gotten deeper someday, but, maybe. but like, I think, I think so well. a different, a different little, maybe I've already said this. I can't remember exactly what I've said so far, but a de- a deeper, a, 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 a quicker way of saying my hot take is one of the things I've realized through this mind hacking book is how it almost seems impossible. It almost mm. seems impossible to get rid of this ego. Right. Right. You know? And I was doing yoga this week, and the guy was saying as I was doing it, once we, once we got to corpse pose at the end. Do you guys do that? No. They call it corpse corpse pose, and there's probably a different, more fancy name. Where are you doing your yoga? I, I, I do an online where I don't have to be with a community. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> so it's a perfect Okay, I don't talk to the community yeah, yeah, yet. Yeah, One yeah. day I think I will. Like, yeah. every once in a while I breathe. I want to be in chat. my own house without people around. But, um... Yeah, he was saying corp, corpse pose is what he chooses to end in. And he says, essentially, you're supposed to die here. Hmm. And he says the same thing that probably yeah. one of your guys says is like, um, it's going to be hard. Like, you're going to want to get back in your patterns of thought here, but your ego at the end of all this session dies. Hmm. And, and you're going to want to hold on to it. You're going to want to grab it. You're going to want to wrestle it down. It's like, you got to let it go. It's going to feel scary. Um, but it's like, oh gosh, that's really cool. And it totally syncs up with the Enneagram. But I also notice how hard it is. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm losing myself. I mean, it feels like you're losing yourself, which you are to a certain extent. That 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 piece of yourself that you've been or you're discovering you yourself. Yeah, oh totally. Yeah. I've I really believe that. But yeah. I, I'm realizing how much work it's gonna take. Right. Right. You know? It's yeah. these moments where that like you have that, that you kind of realize how I think for me, I've had some moments of deep relaxation that I'm like, it makes me realize how thick my walls are mm. and how like what I'm often missing in my thick, like tar structures. I'm going to want to read These this. These are good descriptions. Thick tar structures. <laughs> I like that. Around my inner essence. <laughs> this tar that's been built up. It's a thick layer. Ooh. Yes, that's a tar is exactly what I'm experiencing. Yeah. Stuck, yeah. sticky, thick. But your S is inside there. Yeah, it's in there somewhere. It's deep. <laughs> so a lot of people can be listening like, what the heck are, Who they are talking these about? folks? Okay, I have a You're thought. You're going to come back with a hot take, though. Am we're, I? We're going back. I have one more hot take, but you're going to take a turn. Okay, well, I had a thought, and this is my thought. 
Because <laughs> I don't think I have any more particular hot takes. I would like oh, to oh. end if... I have one more. I know, I know you do. So I'll, we'll, we'll have that. I would like to end with some gratitude. Ooh, here? Like Just some gratitude. Section? Well, we had listener comments and people said that we could... Oh, I guess we were going to do... End with listener comments? No. I would like to maybe say some things I'm grateful for. or right like. Now? No, not not right now. After you give your hot take. Oh, I'm going to give one more hot take? I think if you could give one more hot take, we come back with some closing thoughts on, like, what we're grateful for the Enneagram for. What's been, like... Ooh. Like, some I'm going to give my hot take right now. Do you want to give your hot take? Before break? Okay. Let's do a break, because it has been 30 minutes. Okay, let's do a break. We're gonna do, whatever this means. <laughs> Psychologically, I think it's nice to get a break. We're going to do a break. I'm going to come back with another hot take. Um, yep. And I think it's going to be interesting. Let me give you guys a little taste oh so goodness. you don't click away right now. It's uh, it's going to have to do with a lot of the other themes of our podcast, especially of recent. And so is that okay. intriguing at all? Maybe maybe you're like, nope. Is it, is it Kanye? No. It's not a Kanye hot take? Okay. What's another, what's another potential? What was our episode before that? Things we've been talking about recently on our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Curiosity. What was our topic before that? Kanye. I'll just say this. I'll I'll say this. Should I just just say it? No, no. I think you should leave it on the teeth. Okay. uh, Stick around for 15 (laughs) seconds for this musical interlude. (laughs) We'll come back. guys this episode if you've made it this far cool (laughs) yeah who knows who knows what people do when they listen to podcasts yeah i think this is you're gonna get your hot take i just have a hot take on this episode the enneagram (laughs) is something i care so much about that i think maybe i care well i can care and get so worried that i'm gonna like misrepresent it that i can like be worried around my words with it you know? Well, interesting that we're trying to get out of our ego. I know. And Maybe then I still... Let loose. In, I want to see we both. I mean, you were letting loose in our pictures earlier. I need to <laughs> let loose in our pictures. Uh, you need to probably let loose more here. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it's interesting with just podcasts in general because I think of, like, the podcast that I listen to and I specifically think about Knox and Jamie mm-hmm. from the podcast mm-hmm. when it comes to us. And I I often just so want the veil to be lifted sometimes. Like, they're going on their riffs, which I love, and their hot takes on pop culture are so good, but I just love it when they give me any sort of little peek behind the curtain insight into who they are, what their mm-hmm. relationship is like. Mm-hmm. I love hearing about their relationship for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like you guys are besties to a certain extent. Like, what is that like? Like, yeah. what do you guys do? Like, do you guys hang out? I want to know if like Jamie and Knox hang out, <laughs> you know, do they ever go watch movies <coughs> together? I don't yes. think they do. Really? 
I don't think so. I don't think that they're actual super besties. Ah, I don't know. But that's that's impossible in terms of their chemistry. It's true. To do to spend that much time doing they're probably work besties. Work besties, probably. But I want to hear about that. You know, so I think to a certain extent, for those that care, an episode like this is a real true. I mean, every episode is behind the scenes to start the two of us. But this feels more behind the scenesy. I don't know. Like yeah. we're not focusing on a number. We're really just being like, why do they like the Enneagram so much? So yeah. They're talking about twos and threes and fours, and it's like, but here's here's why we like to talk about the Enneagram. It means so much. It, it means a lot. It's been really profound in my life yeah. and like helpful. And it's helped me see myself, helped me like see the universe, helped me experience like both like like an external divine and then like an internal divine, I feel like. Um, And I would say at the very least, I'd love to point to something someday. And I think I can so far with certain people in my life that here's a, here's a very tangible evidence of how the Enneagram has impacted me and how I've changed because of it. But at the very least it's given me an opportunity to have very transparent conversations with people in my life that I care about. Yeah. And that's a start. Mm hmm. Including you, including my wife, including people in this house. Yeah. Um, lots of people. Okay, so. Okay, hot take. Here it comes. Here's the topic. Queering the Enneagram. Ooh. Yes. And this is an Abby Robbins episode of her pod, their podcast. I'm going to say it again. An Abby Robbins episode of their podcast. And I, so, so it's a very, it, I, I understood the spirit of their title. Mm-hmm. And they did this episode at a shift conference, which was a conference with all our favorite Enneagram teachers, essentially, at this one place. Mm-hmm. And they got to um, essentially interview a bunch of people and then do this episode about queering the Enneagram. Interesting. I don't think yeah. I've even listened to this. I know. It's so good. It was on like August 16th. Okay. So I didn't know what that meant. And I think uh, Abby... In particular, who I'd love to interview on this podcast someday is Abby, one of the people there? highly qualified to talk about this. Yeah. Because Abby identifies as gender queer, also as a yoga instructor, also is I a think Abby identifies as non-binary. Abby, <laughs> Abby identifies as non-binary. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but also an Enneagram 8, so very bold. Mm-hmm. So hearing Abby unpack this concept... Mm-hmm. Abby saying um, this is essentially meant to be provocative to get your attention. Mm-hmm. So so here's how my interpretation. Okay. I'm going to have some hot takes on this. Please have some hot takes. Please. My interpretation of what I heard Abby say is this is like about intersectionality. Mm-hmm. Uh, queering the Enneagram means we're not just we're, – we're appreciating and understanding – Abby's one of Abby's examples was that as an eight woman, mm-hmm. um, it not identifying as a woman currently, but um, assigned female at birth. Yeah, one of the one of the sort of memes, which is one of the things we've been talking about tonight, of a of a of a eight woman in particular is that they have a hard time dating. They're too mm. aggressive. They're too brash. They're too opinionated. Just hard to connect with. Intimidating. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Now, Abby said as an eight, what did you say, gender non-binary? Mm-hmm. Found, it, found it very difficult to date men, but, but as a eight 
gender non-binary, um, that would, this just didn't seem to be a problem. Those qualities. Hmm. Cause so, so what Abby was saying is that like, uh, it's important to not just talk about your number mm, purely, mm-hmm. but to say, how does, how does your understanding of your gender and your race and your station in life and all the other social contexts influence the understanding of your number yeah, yeah. and the conversation around that? Yeah. I was like, oh gosh, this is like another, you know, amazing element to, to bring into the conversation. Like you can't be doing this work without also paying attention to and drawing near to your social cultural. Yeah. I like all of those aspects. Yeah. That's interesting. So what does it mean for me to be a five and there's certain anti-social elements to that, but there's also in terms of being a white male cisgendered Christian man living in the world, there is sort of a potential romantic image of this learned person out in the world. But how does, how does somebody else experience that number? And how does that speak Mm -hmm. to that experience of that number? Mm -hmm. Um, It's, I don't know. Like it complicates it. Like being a, Assign like assign male at birth or being like perceived as like male mm-hmm. for like a two and a four is very complicated and them living as their numbers often seems countercultural to the what the expectation is on yeah. maleness. Yeah. Um there's all these yeah. So queering the Enneagram just seemed like this thing of like um messing it up a little bit, you Mm -hmm. know, like let's not, let's, let's get beyond our, Hmm. the current understanding that we have and know Hmm. that there's other elements to bring to bear on this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Abby went, you know, the the interviewer is really great. Like what, what do you want us, how can we be a better support? Mm -hmm. And Abby was like, it's important to give us a voice and a platform, but, um, sharing some like actual hard statistics about how typically um, queer people aren't making as much money in today's society as other folks. So like, so Abby kind of gave a call out to Enneagram teachers and was like, you should be offering scholarships in whatever way you can, Hmm. you can to let, um, wow, that's sweet. The queer community to access this information. And Abby was very honest about like having people in their life that uh, supported their exploration of the Enneagram and, mm. and getting certified and getting mm. ins- instruction and stuff like that, but was very aware that other people aren't getting that. Hmm. And so it was like they did a co call out to like Enneagram teachers and was like, offer. Offer scholarships, hmm. you know, hmm. that's it's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. Um, but my, my experience in terms of like where we're at in our podcast in terms of, I don't even know what I mean by this, but I'm, I'm on a journey of learning like queer theory. It's not, this is what I want people to know from my perspective. You have mm-hmm. a better way of saying it, but what I'm learning the state that I'm at is queer, the concept of being queer or just that word is 
a, a way of calling into question all of the ways that we think and perceive reality. Think about and perceive reality. This is how it is. It's this, it's black and white. This is that, this is that. And it's saying there's always going to be a different way to see it. Mm-hmm. You know, a different way to look at it, a different way of being human, a different way of behaving and different expression of gender, a different, so queering the Enneagram, looking at everything in a queer way, you know, will always be calling into question the normative culture, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so valuable. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's been, I mean, it's way more important, obviously for you to talk about how you experience it, but how I've been, how I've heard you talking about it. You identifying as genderqueer, one of the elements is saying my existence calls into question this whole binary system. Right. And I'm here to let you know that I don't buy into it, you know? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. true. (laughs) But there's also a mission to that, too. It's like you shouldn't either. Like this is all just some sort of weird system created by. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that's that's like, I mean, we talk about calling. That's that's like a a calling to a certain extent. It's I think it's really valuable. Um, yeah. Okay. I have a hot take. I don't know what that is. I know I'm not at the end of it. And I'm like, what just happened? I don't think that was a hot take. I feel like that was not that I think it was none of this is hot take. I think that was just like a thought. I think, um, yeah, this episode just be called Enneagram Thoughts. (laughs) Boring. No, we have to call it hot takes because that's what we've been saying. Um, I think the work of Abby Robbins is amazing. And I, I've been thinking a lot about this because I've been thinking about how my, like my own identity plays a role in terms of the way I understand the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. And I think it's honestly like, like to nerd out similarly to how, and like when I was in college studying like different ways to like exegete a biblical text, like there's all these different like lenses and like particular ways you can read a text and having that certain lens like enlightens the text in its own particular way. And I think that's so similar with how we approach the Enneagram. So like having a queer lens and yep. having my own lens shapes and colors the way I interact and shapes and colors the Enneagram itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I know one thing for me that I I think is why I'm partially really drawn towards the Enneagram um, in terms of its like beauty and symbolic and conceptual nature is the, the very... Um, like essence of the symbol and the movement of it mm. and the, the lack of boundaries within it. So like the Enneagram to me, one of the first ways it was introduced to me was through this imagery of like color hues, which to me like mm. is very what? like, so like you were, you could be a uh, seven, but seven is the color orange, but there's all these different hues. Yeah. Oh, of ooh, color I, I know what you're talking about now. Yep. Um, and the way uh, like the Enneagram is less of like a buckets thing mm-hmm. in terms of like a personality test and is more of this 
circular, also triangular, also hexad, also dancing movement, all of that. I hope, I hope people listening just get intrigued. Like they go do. It's so great. It's, it's so good. It is. Um, dancing. The the very nature of the enneagram is pushing against a binary way of thinking and a like that way of seeing. Yes. Like it. it it's it, getting out of your perceived notions of reality honestly right and it's and it's pointing us towards the actual reality that we're all living <laughs> in our like in our perceived world oh, and it so sounds it's so good and i already know how like certain types of people are hearing this. <laughs> like oh they're just off their rocker they are gone tonight you know it's um, like this is real <laughs> this um, is real there's something really like <laughs> um i think healing about the enneagram and that it allows maybe queer folk to identify in a, another way that's like it, it seems to like name and allow for a place for us all to sit and be like, Oh yeah, humans really do all have a diverse experience. And so it takes away this like, um, potential othering of people who stray outside the norm. Cause mm. the Enneagram itself is reminding us that like, actually like, there's at least nine, honestly, times three, like, norms. And yet even within that, it's a hue. So, like, there is no such mm. thing as the norm. Yes. In itself, it's already doing this some of that undoing. Take. So I think, <laughs> I think the Enneagram is, is a helpful tool in dismantling some of the, um, like, in dismantling some, like, homophobia. And, yes. like, yeah. Well, so. I mean, it would help you name... Where some of that is coming from, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that that's that's the big mystery sometimes. Homophobia. Where's I, that coming from? Yeah, I also just want fear. People's fear of otherness and things that they don't understand. I think is a huge part. Hey, yeah, um, I mean that's part of it. I have no idea. I have no idea. Scapegoating. Um, something's going on. Something's going on there. Yeah. Um, I don't. I I personally don't relate. Right. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, I think you you partnered with me in this queer queering the Enneagram hot take. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. I know my. Okay. I remember okay. what okay. my thought was. <laughs> glad. I'm glad I got that one back. Um, okay. I. This is okay. This is now. I'm getting into my gratefulness for the Enneagram. Ooh. Yeah. This is where I wanted us to go. Anyways. Ooh. Yes. Um, gratefulness hot take. This past year of my life has been a very good, significant year of me allowing myself to freaking be me. Um, and that is being this has been like an accelerated journey. Legitimate. I don't think accelerated. What word do you want to use? I don't know, but I don't want to. I don't want to attach accelerated to it. <laughs> a, a, a nice little journey. Small little slow paced journey. <laughs> Don't scare me with a word like that. <laughs> I just watched you do like several massive life steps in the time span of like three months, you I know? know? I know. So that's why I say accelerated. Things that you have been pontificating about and potentially wondering about. I know. And then like you did it. So long. Okay, so like here's like the Enneagram has helped me to like allow a repressed part of myself to be like set free. Real, true. 
tangible things have happened. And it's not just in your, yeah, like I've like come out everybody. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. mostly what's happened. Um, and started dating someone. Yeah. And, and allowed myself to like not, it just let go of a lot of fear. I think. Sydney specifically, <laughs> yes. not just a nameless someone out in the world. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I, I just think, okay, for me, I feel very grateful for the work that the Enneagram allowed me to do in the past, like starting around two years ago that kind of helped me to see that like I am in like charge of like I know myself best and Mm -hmm. that there is something very beautiful within like who I am and that it's helped me to find myself and trust myself and helped me to like let that part of myself like a part of myself be set free and allowed to shine which I I think I would have eventually gotten towards that but the Enneagram has been a really helpful tool in um like in a lot of the ways I was just saying like with the whole like color hue seeing that like I do have something very particular I don't I don't know how to describe this. I'm you're making just, sense. You should keep going. If you're worried about it not making sense, so far you're making sense. Great. Yeah. Um I think I get so stuck on wanting to make sure people don't lose the essence of the Enneagram because I think uh, so much of the essence of it is, is this like reminder of where we begin and who we are at our core. Mm. Like we can get lost in the Enneagram in it's like negative aspects. Like it points out your shadow side Mm -hmm. so that we can see and better experience our inner light. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it, it often is pointing towards this darker thing, but it's doing that with a heavy reminder because there's so much like beauty already existing within you and you can just experience that. Mm. So I think the Enneagram has mm. given me some permission to experience mm. like that. A little mini sermon here. <laughs> it's really good. So I'm grateful for it. Oh yeah. Um, We're doing some gratitude. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. being grateful. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just, it, it offers that and it's not just the Enneagram, but it's been a, it's been a tool for that. And a lot of the language and like the teachings have helped me to see that Scott got big, excited eyes. <laughs> I want to have, I, I have something to contribute to this because it brought up you you're, you, you more than I listen to the Susan Stabile podcast. Always. But, I, there's a few that I listen to often, but I, I listened to a, an Enneagram five episode recently. I don't know when this was, but um, it just brought this up from you when you were saying that in terms of our own personal work as a four and a five, mm-hmm. you know, we're learning about ourselves and Susan Stabile was talking with her friend. Who's a five. Mm-hmm. That was the episode. Oh yes. It's her like yeah. old time friend. Yeah. It's a great episode. And said something. I was like, this is another, another aha moment because I think this is what the Enneagram says on a meta level just on a very simple, pure level, f- right off the bat, mm-hmm. right off the bat, like the big message is not everybody is uh, is going around engaging the world like you are. Right. Ah, oh, like, so, so Susan, I was like, <laughs> it's just one of those moments like, what? Like, what? I, I was just baffled. Like, when you see that the, the, way, the way you see it seems so... The only way. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, oh, people are... So, um, 
they were talking about the different ways. I, they had some sort of college experience, apparently, where like they were both leading different organizations, yeah, like cheer yeah. squads and, and yeah. They were like really. I've, I've listened to this episode. Yeah. They were like deeply involved in like big sports. Time. Yeah, I don't know what they're like doing. That. Yeah, and they started things and coaching, and coaching and programs and clubs and yeah. Um, they're big. Commu- I think. I mean, Susan is like a community person, like yeah. a leader. So like, Susan's a two. Her yeah. friends a five. Yeah. And it was this sense of of naming that her friend viewed your validity or your qualification for this position in terms of leading a club or something like that as you have the knowledge hmm. and the expertise. And, yeah. and the friend is like, yeah, of course. And And then Susan goes, you understand that other people view it as a place of prominence or power or status. Hmm. And the friend is like, what? And then Susan's like, yeah, that's how I view it. That's how other people view it. It's not about whether you know or not. It's about whether you can work hard to get there and you figure it out as you go. Hmm. And I'm like, it's all about the knowledge. <laughs> like, that's the only thing. You would only do this thing if you have, if you are the most qualified in terms of knowledge. Interesting. <laughs> like, and, and, and as I'm saying it, it's like, it's not that I agree with that necessarily, but that's how I approach that's it. How, that's how you're thinking about it. That's the like first qualification on the The most list. qualified person is the person that knows the most. Absolutely, that's how I view it. See, you know, that could... Okay. <laughs> I'm like, that person could also maybe be the worst for it because they think they know the most. Maybe and they're not going to be... A good point. That counteracts my <laughs> ego. <laughs> like instincts. Yeah. I just didn't know. I just didn't realize anybody else could be approaching it in any other way aside from knowledge. Uh, yeah, the Enneagram. Is- I mean, I'm really like literally wanting to tear up thinking about that. I'm like, that's <laughs> how I see it. Yeah. And I'm baffled and stunned and rattled and and in a beautiful way. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm like, wow. People see it differently. That that's I think the thing. There's certain zingers where it reminds you of that, and you're like, oh no, this. Is shocking to me that people mm. see it so mm. differently. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. That is so funny. I know how I got on that. It was a little hot take right there, maybe. <laughs> None of these are hot takes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, we're going to soon present Enneagram classes. Oh, and literally. That's actually a fact. That's going to happen. Into our... Doing and this was maybe going to be like a slight prep for it. Although that was, I think, just your idea. I was, I'm glad we did this ridiculous meandering conversation. But when we do talk, we'll we might try to do an IGTV. An IGTV, yeah. We want to say we did post some polls this week, and people respond on our Instagram. We want to honor that. Oh yeah, so we will. We'll yeah. we'll do that, and yeah. I think they'll probably come out before this episode does. Okay. So I'm going to be away in Eastern Washington for the weekend. You are. But I will be back Sunday evening, and maybe we can do something—a quick little oh, thirty-minute something. Gosh, that does change it. Um, okay. Sorry. Are, are, no, it's fine. Are we doing anything else? I have a poem. Oh, Scott has a poem. Do you have any more hot takes? Love the Enneagram. We're gonna keep talking about it. We're on a journey. Yeah. We're open concept. We're, we're open source hacking okay. the Enneagram. I have another quick hot take, or just thing about the Enneagram. And we already kind of mentioned this, and now if you're at this and late in the episode, you're a pal. No, I, I, I track this stuff. I mean, in general, I think the average <laughs> is that people listen 70%. Yeah. Which means many people listen all the way through. Oh, I But see 70% is a nice. Yeah. It's solid. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Um, the Enneagram. 
I am grateful for it in that it, I think. Ooh, are we just doing gratitude? Can I be thankful too? Yeah, you okay. may as well do. <laughs> I, like in terms of friendships and relationships, like I know it plays a very like poignant role in like allowing more, um, like Scott and I both had like very intense interactions like we had two intense interactions this evening Mm. and I think without the Enneagram I could have and without us being friends who talk about these kinds of things could have not have been able to talk through them the way we were able to and like actually even experience them more fully Mm -hmm. like I think sometimes even doing this work allows things to like hurt more but like in a good way yeah we were running away from our emotions I, I don't think I was running away from my emotions. I am. Yeah. All the way. <laughs> and I was I was fully, like, being dictated by my emotions. Mm. The night got flooded by my emotions. Mm. I got flooded by my thoughts. <laughs> 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 but, but I'm, like, <clears throat> I am really grateful that, like, I think the Enneagram also is something that, I think has to be done in practice and in community. And yeah. so I'm grateful for the way it's allowed me to experience community and relation in like a way that wouldn't, it wouldn't exist without this language. Totally agree. Gratitude thoughts. <laughs> grateful for my pals. <laughs> We're grateful for each other, Scott and I. We are very grateful for each other. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think I've said this, but I think I've been just in tonight showed it too. Again, pre-podcast recording of, of um, I have been in a season. I think I said this, but if in case I didn't say it the way I want to say it, I am really in tune with my, I, I am a sexual self-prez five. Mm-hmm. So I have that in me. I'm social blind. Um, well, that's a whole story. The whole story. It's a whole story. <laughs> but um, very, very in tune with how I'm feeling always hyper aware of how I'm feeling and doing. Um, and I think Enneagram in terms of, in terms of, I'm just trying to tie some of the things we've been saying tonight, like in terms of embodiment, Mm -hmm. I did go, I was in a season for like the last six months of not being physically where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And mentally, honestly. Mm-hmm. So something I experienced in my life that I've never experienced was this deep, almost urgent need for naps. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Every day. Yeah. It just yeah. happened. And I was even at Side by Side. That's a whole other thing. Only Macy knows what I mean by that. But um, it's a camp I volunteered at over the summer. Even at Side by Side, it was like 1 o'clock hit. I'm like, I need a nap. Hmm. Um. And just probably in the last three or four weeks, have, have, have I've been paying a lot more attention to my mental health, but like my physical health as well. And haven't needed naps, hmm. um, and have been sleeping really well. And I just think that's a great metaphor. It's not just a metaphor, but it's 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 real. Mm-hmm. That our brain is the same. Our hmm. brain is the same. It needs to. It needs the training. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's what this Enneagram stuff is. is it's training. It's waking up daily and saying, I'm going to go on this run. I'm going to mm-hmm. do this yoga practice. I'm going to do this weightlifting thing. The mind hacking thing has felt like it's a daily commitment to be like, I'm going to do this. And yeah. then I'm going to see the 
results. I'm going to see the benefits. Yeah. But you have to commit to it. Yeah. It's making me think of like the other day. I mean, for me, like the work, a lot of it has been like, am I going, like I'm going to not give fully into these moods. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a I, workout. It's it feels like it. Like <laughs> I, I woke up one morning. I was like, I Here come on my pushups. Like, I need to consciously move towards like being <laughs> grateful instead of being bitter mm-hmm. and being like I've indulged. Like I, I had a very I had a reason to be sad, but I was like, okay, I had a reason to be sad. I now need to pause that and like I could sit and justify a reason to be sad for anything (laughs) you know um yes so it's like that work that exercise to do it Ooh. yeah oh I mean and then any every enneagram number has a different work that's your work that's my work you know I mean to a certain extent a three would be like feel that emotion be honest exactly exactly that's the thing is like my work is that I'm going to just keep feeling what's going on I'm I'm, I'm looking up your Victor Frankl quote oh because I think it was so pertinent to this so good um so Victor Frankl this is Macy's alternative to a Scott meme enneagram (laughs) 69 likes that's good for us for a normal post. For a normal post. But not for a great Enneagram meme post. <laughs> An Enneagram uh, meme post gets like 800 likes. Between stimulus and response, there is a space. In the space, there is the power to choose a response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. That is great. I would add like our humanity. Hmm. Like who we are. Yeah. Who we are is the choice we make. Hmm. You know, like... We can't control the feeling we feel. Yeah. That's just that's just natural. Um, but the way we choose to respond to it is where we discover our humanity. Mm-hmm. That's profound, I think. That's not some score of Scott wisdom. That's like it's Enneagram Victor Frankel wisdom out there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's getting at our our ability to To consciously live, like to consciously step into things mm-hmm. and to be, allow our space, ourselves and our brains and our, our ability to relax and then consciously choose how we want to go. Mm-hmm. Big thoughts. I, I, will, I would just say, no? I've seen it. I've seen, I've, I mean, you're in a different state of life than me. Strange. I, I'm in a state of life that's very strange. I just turned 40. I have no job currently. That's a whole. That's a whole vibe. A whole existential vibe. Yeah, and then you're in a, st- a different vibe of being 24. Okay, that's honestly, I always feel like I always I picture you in my mind as a total peer, and then I also oh. then I really think of like 24. I think about myself as a 24 year old. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Who are we doing this podcast? It's really a <laughs> wild thing friends. out here. <laughs> I love it. I totally love it. I totally love that this podcast is not me with another 40-year-old white guy. Me too. Just talking. <laughs> uh, but, um, no. <laughs> I think, uh, the Enneagram has, has been really great for our relationship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? oh, it yeah. gives us language to say things. And even when we get stuck... I mean, I don't know what people are thinking about what we're saying about tonight. Like, it wasn't like this drop dead, like, like screaming fest of like drama, but like, no. it was just a little, 
weird emotional <laughs> uh, glitch before, <laughs> before we started recording. I don't even think glitch. I don't even think glitch. No, it I, was real. It was all real. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and okay. that's the thing you continue to teach me is like, this isn't bad. Yeah, you no. Know, like I, I'm sitting here thinking it's going off the rails. We're in a bad spot. And I'm and, like, and you're like, here we're, we go. we're having some real interactions here. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, how can we honestly, like my, all my instincts are like, let's, let's move past it. Whatever we need to do, whatever you say, let's get out of this. Oh you yeah. Know? And you're like, this is life. You know, <laughs> you're not, you're also not, the energy you're bringing is never like freaking out. Like, oh no, panic. Like, oh no, emotions. Oh no, conflict. You're like, but you're also, I don't know. You've taught me a lot in that. I don't know if I honestly have any actual true close four friends, you know, so that's, that's the true gift of the four, everybody, you know, helping us. I'll let you know if you hurt my feelings. Yeah. Help. Well, not just that, but like helping us be, I don't know if I want to say comfortable, but maybe familiar. Um, there's a good word. We do willing. all. We do all have something we bring forward. Yeah, we do. Uh, uh, capable of 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 managing and, mm-hmm. and and talking about these emotions, you know that's a four for sure. I have a poem I'm gonna end with. Okay. This isn't Reuven. Everybody, we hope that you've enjoyed this. Oh episode. gosh, everybody, we really do hope you <laughs> got something out of this. So a we few prepared so much for this, like honestly. There's never enough time. I mean, I said this in our my text you tonight, and it's it's tr- proven true. <laughs> this is nothing. We could go for four more hours. <laughs> we probably will. We never get to where we wanted to get to. So a few weeks ago, I interviewed this profound human being named Padre Gotuma, and I have his book of poetry. He has four books of poetry. This one's called Sor- "Sorry for Your Troubles." But man, I just wish I could just be around him all the time, all the time, <laughs> his spirit, his energy. But I think this is a poem when I found certain poems that resonate with me. I haven't memorized a poem yet. I do, I do think I'd love to memorize a few poems. This is one that I would love to memorize. And out of all the, all of this book of poetry from Padre Gautuma, it's the one that I've loved the most and really syncs up with our Enneagram conversation. So I think it's a good way to end. It has to sync up. It has to sync up. Um, So we'll end with this. And this is called, And Isn't It True for All of Us? Hmm. And Isn't It True for All of Us? So listen to this poem and then think about your Enneagram journey and your brain journey and your emotional journey. and your. I'm going to have a song request for the end. Okay, please. (laughs) Okay, so, and isn't it true for all of us? And isn't it true for all of us that we need someone to watch us when we leave and when we need to make our own way home and when we're making something we can't see or when we're shaping up to be a person that can feel a hundred sorrows and still get through the day who could dream a hundred horrors and make it anyway? Isn't it true for all of us That we need a guiding other, maybe mother, maybe lover, maybe nothing other than a stranger who could see our fear and with kindness then unfold a welcome. 
Isn't it true for all of us that we need our secrets told and that without another to bear witness to the children that were never born or would never be a grown-up, we would be alone and lost and cold. There would be childish hungers left inside of us needing to grow old. Putting your body on the line here, so tuning in now to the feet. You might try lifting them up towards the ears, and when you feel comfortable with it, allowing your eyes to close gently in your mind's eye, your being merges with the garbage, becomes one with it, so that all your energies in this moment are held in awareness by the smells and remembering that there is no one right way to doing the dishes. And let go completely of the question of time. When this happens, as an experiment, see if you can float on a rubber raft into a big pot of boredom, letting it all cook in your mind's eye, where it cooks all by itself, stirring it perhaps every once in a while. Is that okay with you? (laughs) 